Hello everyone. No lore intro today, just an extremely very thankful and appreciative DM. Hi, it's me, Solomon, your DM. I just wanted to say thank you so, so much for listening. Um, it's been such a joy, and to see the absolutely explosive response from you all has been just, it warms my heart. Thank you, 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 for listening. Like, this could not be possible. My dream of doing this couldn't be possible without you. So I am eternally thankful and grateful. Another reason I'm stopping by? You may notice a few little audio hiccups in this episode. Unfortunately, uh, Sam, who's Gaylor, uh, his computer uh, kind of eh, kind of exploded, I think might be the best way to say it. So it's resolved now, but this is significantly several weeks in the future. Um, next week, though, there shouldn't be any audio issues from him. Uh, there was a few mic issues with Mars, a little bit of clipping with, you know, just <laughs> a little bit of issues here and there. But next week, I should have the tools to make sure that that does not happen. No, I want to say not again. I can't control everything, but I can make it a bit more polished. I, as you might have noticed, we have slightly changed schedules instead of every week. It is currently a bi-weekly episode upload. Uh, that will change here soon. The only reason that we have switched to bi-weekly is our recording days have switched. And because of that, it is sort of messed up with the flow a little bit. But as the recording day returns, so will the weekly updates. Anyway, you all are wonderful. Why don't we just hop right in? Gaylor, you almost feel disappointed at this outcome. You don't know why, but something deep within you almost wishes that the spell went a little differently. After all, the last time that this body cast Sendaga, it wasn't aimed at an enemy, it was aimed at your now allies. And deep down, a slight part of you maybe something that you ignore wishes it wouldn't have hit center but rather directed back at your party like I said that may not be you, that may not be your heart but those thoughts are still bouncing around in your head after all, the first thought that pops into your head isn't you it's the way you react to it how do you react to that thought Gaylor? as the walls begin crumbling down and you're now in the back room, this wooden room that smells like cedar. Um, not outwardly, certainly. I, uh, I notice it, and it jars me somewhat. Um, but Gaylor just pushes it back. Pushes it back into a know where it came from <clears throat> shakes his head off a little bit and looks around trying to forget that happened and as you shake that thought you feel slightly different every day every moment that you've since you've woken up you've had this sort of overwhelming 
feeling that there was a hand on your hand, that there were eyes behind your eyes, that there was a breath behind your neck. But as you shake this thought off, the feeling is gone. There's still a slight tingle on your neck and your fingers sort of itch, this phantom feeling. But other than that, you feel a lot more like yourself. Now all of you are back in the room, in this employee-only room that was once large and lavish. It's rather small. The ceiling is still vaulted like the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the community arts center. So Waka, you still feel comfortable, but you find yourself bumping elbows with the rest of your party. Perrin, I believe that you are still a wolf. That is correct. <laughs> and in the Somebody give Perrin pets. Well, <laughs> you may have a more pressing issue. In the middle of the room, almost like a statue, is the hulking form of a pair of twisted metal wings and a limp body. Senner's body is hanging on these pole arms that extended from his back through his chest and now are dug into the ground. His toes are barely striking the ground, barely sort of flowing back and forth, and his arms and head are drooped completely. Golden blood is pouring from his wounds, and you see that the floor, this wooden floor, is turning gold, just like the stone in the lair, just like Nellis Guy's cap, and just like your dagger, Oswald. You can see Senner's chest is slowly but surely rising and falling. He's alive, but it doesn't look like he's going to make it. Not that you all most likely would mind, after all. This fate is because of you, is it not? Waka runs forward and uh, maybe not runs forward depending on the size of the room it's a couple but, steps away uh you know steps forward urgently uh still taking care not to step in this golden blood or get any on him uh lest he be injured by it but uh you know tries to like lift center's head up or uh crouch down so that he can look center in the eye um, and and just starts urgently speaking. You know about Queen Lee. What do you know? Tell me. You gotta tell me everything about what happened to her. Uh, Queen Lee, I I have no such memory. Let me die in peace. <laughs> I've been walking around for three years! Tell me what you know! I know nothing, and if I knew anything, I wouldn't tell such a vile creature such as yourself. Shoves him backwards and stalks off around the group to the, to the other end of the room. Uh, just really upset with this turn of events. <laughs> I don't know 
what you're talking about, but clearly it means a lot to you. <laughs> I can die knowing that I have the upper hand. Us, well, what has happened here? Why did this dragon attack you? Oh, wow. I kind of forgot that we had just jumped right into combat and nobody knows what happened. <clears throat> well, you see, I, I followed him down here. I thought that he was up to something and I was right. But why this violence? Why this hatred for us? Looking at center. Why do you... Why do you want to take what is important from us? <coughs> you all... The Overseer wants you alive. I find him to be a foolish man. Uh, the only one... Who is the Overseer? Mm. Nelskai uh, tries to look intimidating and raises their staff. And I'd like to roll an intimidation check. Wonderful. Oops, that's a d12. Okay, that's a 24. Ugh, it's so intimidating. Despite being on the brink of death, a thought crosses Senner's mind. Not that you will harm him, but rather that you will restore him. That you will extend his life and he will be in this constant pain. He looks in horror at the staff before taking a big gulp and you see as he gulps down the hole in his throat from Oswald's dagger more of this liquid pours out sections of his scales are actually gilding and this damage this this hole in his throat is closing up which much to his disdain and fear almost as if Nella Sky is healing him already. That's the way that he takes it. So he immediately begins to writhe, trying to force these pole arms closer to his heart, but no avail. He looks over at Nella Sky and realizes that there's nothing else he can do. The Overseer, he is... He is the eyes of the organization of Bukur. I am simply but one of the fingers on the hand. We listen to him, for he sees all. He is the one who sees you. He is the one who knows your actions. We simply follow him. Why does the overseer care about us? How does... He know anything about us? There is... There is a prophecy. One that speaks of first four, but now... Now I'm not so sure. There are five of you. I doubt that you are who we have searched for. So that is why I have gone... To... <coughs> I've tried to kill you to make this right. You aren't the ones we're looking for, but... The damn overseer believes it is you. The people who will, I don't know, stop us, find some sort of balance. 
I know for a fact that one of you will be the host for Majadlis. So you are trying, you tried poorly to kill us because you thought that we are not the people of this prophecy and because we are not the people you were looking for, you wanted us dead? You are getting too close to the truth. I'm simply taking out the trash the way that I've been taught to. <coughs> but as you said, I have failed. Well, take solace in the fact that you seem to not have failed in running a delightful community center. Mm. And now this guy turns and walks away up the stairs or starts walking away. So you are no longer downstairs. The room uh, has transformed away from this um, giant, you know, this giant mine to now you're just in a wooden room. It looks very much like the other rooms. It's the employee-only room. You're no longer in his lair. Pools of this blood continue to flow out. I'm going to use my um, silent speech to talk to him. <clears throat> to center? Yeah. Yes. Do you wish to die? I do. I can make it so. Tell me, what do you know of my sister? If not, I can also heal you and prolong your suffering. That would be unwise of you. <clears throat> your sister is a prisoner deep in the dungeons of Bukur, in the bulwark. Well, <laughs> but good luck getting in there. <clears throat> You know, if only you had stopped, Henrin, you you probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. One of you took the bag of his, of his glass shards that he was going to use to create his portrait, but that will only delay him. It won't stop him. How do I get him? Tell me everything. <laughs> you understand that I'm going to die dis despite you healing me. I don't need to tell you anything. And, in fact, if this becomes too much of a problem, I can make it so that I know nothing. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes, I... I don't care if you prolong my suffering. I will just sacrifice every last one of my memories until I am nothing more than a babbling child in my brain. <laughs> you have nothing. I will sacrifice all I am to the magics. <laughs> it would seem that you all no longer have a leg to stand on. Fool. That's the what path you choose that's the only path that i may tread you wish for nothing you want nothing what do you have that i do not have what do you have that would benefit me that would be a gain what is it that you want i want your heads on a pike 
Is that all? A nice dinner would suffice as well. Feasting on your innards, as you're still alive, you cry out. Each wound cauterized by my own blood. <coughs> then I shall leave you here. Then you lose everything. And he begins to mumble. The tattoos on his fingers, the blues, are glowing as he begins to shake them. He is whispering, attempting to cast a spell. Wait, 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 wait. I must know, Senna. Surely you'll grant me this. As I find myself here, not having set out to be here, it, it seems you know, you know what, what possessed me until recently. But I, I must know, how, how did I lose a year of my life? How did I, how did I awake with knowledge of spells and, and, and abilities that I know, knew nothing of? What? What has befallen me? Unless your you and your organization are are just pure evil, you you would grant me this. Now this guy perks up their ears and is very interested in what Center has to say. The organization is. <laughs> it was just. It was kind. It was beauty. Perhaps. Perhaps I was the cause. There's something, a memory playing in my mind that I cannot reach. Something that tainted me, but I cannot remember it now. Surely you know something. It's, it's, not, it's not too late, even if you were the cause. Surely you have some of that kindness you spoke of in you. Do one last good act. Tell me. It is not that I do not want to share this memory, it is I do not know it. There is a feeling something has been lost. But I will tell you this. The organization has no interest in Willem Anther. I have no interest in Willem Anther. That is why we sealed him in that damn painting. Which painting was this? The one that hangs in Vale, after that idiotic stunt that he played with the the Empress, the Queen, I remember not now, but the foolish mistake that he did, slaughtering that village. There's no beauty in blood. Willem believes that he believes that he can capture the beauty of life by ending it. He is no member of the organization, and his damned brother should share the same fate. <coughs> it is such a shame that the eyes of the Overseer are plagued by the words that Ebel writes. But you have me sharing things I, I have no business sharing. Consider this my last final good deed. Perhaps I've grown soft in my old age. This 
This art center has turned me. <laughs> Nelliskai, it is like you said. This was a very good choice. Well, know this. You say you trapped him once before. By whatever, whatever magic lost me, lost me all that time, caused me all this pain and confusion. I now can do that too. I will go back into the ceramics room. I will take the paintbrush that sits there. The paintbrush that I used to perform this magic you speak of not 30 minutes ago. And if it's the last thing I do, I will trap him again. You are saying that you can trap life in the drops of blood? No, you you spoke of painting. Are you Eden? Am I who? A foolish question. A very foolish question. You would know not of him. Simply another finger on the hand. <clears throat> Nelliskai, you have made me realize I do not like the person that I've become. This community art center is a token of that person. To me, it seems like the person that you have become is the person that you should have strived to be, not the person that you used to be and who now you hope and wish you would have been still. I think you have lost your way at some time, and it is sad that this is where your way has led you, but this is where you chose to be. And that is all we are, is our choices. Well, if I have lost my way off of the path, I choose to burn in the bushes. Flames billow beneath the scales of center as the room grows hot, unbearably hot. His eyes grow a dark red, rivulets of this golden blood forming pools on the floor that threaten to gild your boots as it spreads. The leather-bound gold is the least of your worries, with the temperature rising and Senner's form growing brighter. Senner opens his mouth wide, golden blood pouring like water from a vase before he screamed, his very body becoming consumed by the magic that he began to give in to. I sacrifice my life for the flame. The heat threatens to burn your skin. Nelliskai, bits of your cap are shriveling up and you're beginning to feel faint. Everyone, I want you to roll an athletics check to see if you can make it to the door. Guys, let's pack it up. I want to try to grab, uh, like I'm, since I'm still a big old wolf, I'm going to try to grab uh, Nelliskai and like, in my mouth and head for the door, if that'll help with anything. So I had, I had envisioned myself already out of the room looking in, but... So Nelska has advantage because they are out of the door. Um, oh, they're out yeah. the door. Okay. So is there anyone that I can help as a wolf? You, Oswald or Gaylor, but you would be closer to Gaylor. 
don't want to help Gaylor. Oswald's like right next to the door. Okay. I guess instead of like All right, I'll help Gaylor. <laughs> He's only I rolled a nine. Fourteen. Uh I got an eight. I also have an eight. <laughs> okay. I got a yeah, where's Waka? He's out. Waka is on the other, complete opposite side of the room. Nowhere near the door. That makes the three make sense. Uh, Alright, um, yeah, I got a 21. You'll definitely be able to help someone with that. It, but I know, wait, so I, I didn't know Waka's, like, the most in need of help, yeah? But I don't think that you're going to be able to pull Waka. I don't think you would be strong yeah. enough. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll help Gaylor in with the 21. Perrin... You are quick. Well, maybe not too quick to help Gaylor. The moment of hesitation, that sort of, uh, should I? But you quickly bite at his wrist, possibly digging in a little bit more than you should and pulling him out the door. As you are out the door, the doorframe is blocked. And Oswald steps forward, but finds his boot sinking into a puddle of this golden blood. The gold creeps up the boot until the entirety of the heel is gilded. Waka, you are just about as lucky or unlucky. You're on the opposite side of the room. The massive wings that are hanging and scraping against the ceiling are shaking and emanating a lot of heat. I'm going to give you one more chance to get to the door. After you take seven points of fire damage. Who, Waka or me and Waka? Waka. Uh, you are not being straddled in between the wings. Uh, you are going to take half that, though, so you're going to take uh, rounded up four damage. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Did I make it out, though? You are not out yet. Everyone is out except for Oswald and Waka. Probably shouldn't have put my back to the uh, soon-to-be dragon corpse, uh, but beyond or rather, in addition to that door, uh, is there any other window, doorway in the room, uh, you know, potential exits, or uh, is there any furniture in the room, like a big heavy bookshelf that I could pull down and take shelter behind or anything like that? There is a desk, a desk made of mahogany. There is a small bookshelf made of cedar i don't remember if i said that the room had windows um i previously i know that i envisioned it without but i may have said previously that there were i wouldn't have i wouldn't have imagined there being windows because it seemed like this was always something more of like a broom closet office in the middle of the building rather than uh something but i was just checking uh you know, just just to kind of see, but uh, rather than racing out past this, uh, quickly engulfing uh, dragon body, uh, I'm going to try 
sheltering behind or underneath potentially uh the desk um is the source of this the heat is it like the the blood is it like flowing like magma and that's the danger or is it like also on fire it's, and the flame is the, the danger? heat is emanating from under his scales it's coming from him the okay um the danger the the heat is not coming from the gold um that's just dangerous in its own right so in terms of like a straight line is is waka still directly behind him or is is he like off to the side one way so the way that the room is set up is big old or the doorway centers hanging body oswald is close to the doorway giant wings um right behind those giant wings is going to be waka right next to the mahogany desk i would like to uh run back into the room and uh cast gust of wind to direct the heat um just kind of like concentrate the heat a little in one direction to give kind of like a some respite respite i don't know how to pronounce that from from the heat um to allow waka to or to allow him to run through is that something that could be feasible yes however you saw that being in this room hurt oswald you Sky we're already feeling faint and since you do take extra damage to fire yes can i go back in <laughs> i want to help too it's okay i've got i've got a good number of hit points left <laughs> i guess it depends on just i i wouldn't expect you know yes he sacrificed his life to burn himself but he didn't have much life left to live so you know uh, how much of a sacrifice? How how hot can that fire really? I mean, it's mahogany, guys. It's mahogany. It should be fine. Okay. Um, I will uh, run in anyway. Um, and just as soon as it gets, like, as soon as I start feeling the damage of the fire, that's when I would cast the gust of wind to hopefully also move the heat away from me as well. Okay. Um. So it's a strong gust of wind, 50, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide, blasting uh, in a direction. And there's nothing... Um, people caught in it would have to make a saving throw, but I don't know if this fire has to make a saving throw. I don't, or be, be I don't believe so. And there's no way that Sender uh, is going to be pushed with these pole arms just slammed into the ground. Yeah, so the way that we would resolve this is... Waka, you would get another athletics check, this time with just straight, no no advantage, no disadvantage, and you'd be able to run on through. Nellis Sky, you are going to take, you got lucky, 12 points of fire damage. 12 points of fire damage, huh? Did I get lucky indeed? Nope. All right, I'm dead, Waka. You're going to have to pick me up oh, on your way out. <laughs> oh, no. But don't worry. This is a heroic moment for Nellis Please Sky. tell me. <laughs> It'll all be worth it. After. Waka, huh? after you roll, please tell me exactly how this goes, both of you. Uh, oh, question. I cast a spell. Do I have to roll something for the wild table, or is that not? Not in this regard. It's not a damage spell, okay. so. Okay, so as uh, as Nellis Guy sees that Awaka it, like, tripped over his feet or something, um, they, they uh, jump over the wolf uh, in the doorway and yells to um, Oswald, Oswald, prepare your healing spells! And then I uh, cast... Um, I mean, basically, like, 
running into the fire and feeling just this blast of, of furnace. Uh, and then like, as soon as I'm close enough casting the spell uh, and then basically just collapsing as soon as the, the, the gust is working. I'd like to imagine that Oswald's reaction to that is just a, wait, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, Waka, when all of this had been going on, he had his back turned to center the group, everything. So, uh, you know, he wasn't really watching tattoos moving and whatnot. Uh, wasn't listening to whispered magical chants or anything. So he was pretty completely caught off guard when he suddenly sacrificed his life to, to burst into flames and uh, being caught on the opposite side of that away from the door uh, wasn't particularly uh, handy at, you know, rushing past uh, the source of the danger in order to get away from said danger. Uh, but can hear as the group and everyone's, you know, running out the door and he holds his arms up to shield himself from this flaring heat. Uh, his rough shark skin, you know, blistering at, at the the wave of just heat that's that's hitting him at first, um, and sees Nellis guy as they leap into the room and and cast this wind uh, about them. And uh, my second roll here is a uh, sixteen, and uh, would then follow, I guess, likely, I don't know if the wind would be at his back at this point, like carrying him and the the heat so he out, was, uh, or? The, the wind was pushing the heat away, so like towards inside the room, basically, um, just to kind of give like a, a, a channel for you to run through. You know, rushes through uh, this space, hopefully, and and out of the room, and uh, you know, grabs Nellis guy as he's collapsing down at the same time in order to leave as well. Oswald, you are quick behind them as Nellis guy sacrificed themselves and Waka brushes past. You see a folder fall from off of the desk. It opens, and you see two pictures. One of Marlin, and the second, a burst of red hair. You quickly turn and run out the door with the rest of your companions, and you escape. You leave the room, but the heat follows you, and soon a massive sound breaks through the sky. A large explosion flies outward. You all rush outside the door, out of the community art center, into the stone-paved pathway. And as you look back, you see the entirety of the community art center engulfed in flames. It's all made of wood, every last bit of it. There's nothing to stop this spread as soon you see that the wooden roofs of the other houses around 
begin to catch a flame. The fire is spreading, and it's spreading fast. In fact, you have to walk backwards, run down the street, so you're not consumed by the billowing flame that overpasses the stone walkway you had just escaped to. The fire is spreading. Panic is ensuing. Children are screaming. Mothers and fathers are running out, searching for their kids desperately as they run past you. You are this sort of tree in the middle of flowing water. Everyone is running past you, trying to get out. Others are turning towards the fire and trying to cast water spells to dampen it, to put it out, but no such luck. You are standing in the middle of a crowd and the flames are engulfing the city. What do you do? Well, it's a good thing you guys got me out of that room. Well, can I heal no sky? For sure. You might want to do that. (laughs) I'm going to do that first before anything else. I will cast my lovely little cure wounds. Can I uh, still be in wolf form? Can I roll to just try to perceive, like, if there's people trapped in the building, I want to be like firefighter, werewolf guy. Yeah, for sure. There are, there, you can tell as the fire is spreading so quickly, like, I'm not even going to let you roll for, make you roll for this. There are people, because not all of the houses are made of wood. In fact, a lot of the houses that are around the community art center, only their roofs are made of wood, as well as like their porches. So the actual houses themselves are, the major danger is on the top floor. And you can see a lot of people rushing out. But as the fire is spreading, you all remember that the inn that you were all staying in and the buildings around that are a bit of a hybrid of stone and wood. So as the fire will spread, the town will surely burn, not just the roof. Around you, however, it seems that since this community is so tight-knit, everyone is sort of banding together, getting people out of buildings You don't think around here, with the exception of the three to four houses that are completely charred already, engulfed in flame next to the community art center, you don't think that your services will be needed here. But you also think that the houses that were closest to the community art center, anyone that was in there is gone. Do I need a roll to save Nelisky? No, you just need to roll your hit points which if you're doing which spell are you doing Cure wounds. Okay. um 12 oh perfect nila sky you are back and awake a moment ago you were just in that room and now you are surrounded by people maybe it's slightly jarring but, but for a moment something feels familiar being surrounded by all of these people being surrounded by flame it's almost as if you're reliving something something that you've seen before experienced before lived before the feeling goes away quickly as you stand what what is we what is happening you saved walker this is good is there other people we must save i'd imagine so the fire is spreading quickly towards the direction of the inn 
you can tell that a lot of the people have shouted, they're banging on doors. A lot of people are able to get out, but looking down the pathway, this fire has already spread to these hybrid houses. It's going to be about, I'd say, it was a 10-minute or maybe even a 20-minute walk to the actual inn. So you can imagine, full of crowded people, you're going to be walking a lot slower than this fire is spreading. I'm going to battle the fire with my trusty firebolt spell. Ah, uh, yes. Adding... I'm going to roll a crit fail on my firebolt, which will put out the fire. Before we do something like that, is there anything Philip can do to help? Ooh, a trusty water sprite. Smart. What can I do with him? Anything? Jerome at the fire, see what happens. He <laughs> hops onto your guy. shoulder and says, Oh no! My brothers and sisters may be able to help! Let's do that then. Okay! We're gonna have to go! And he points. He points towards the inn, but he's cut off. You all see someone familiar. A, a caterpillar. A massive caterpillar followed by three small gnomes. The gnomes are carrying these tiny instruments, bickering with each other, tripping over each other, turning back to smack each other as the caterpillar is literally climbing over people, trying to slide and slither into roofs, taking people out, helping everyone that he can. When he sees you, he stops oh the the five of you oh no gnomes gnomes and he is halfway in a burning building his his head and his arms are propelled outward while he's staring at you and he looks down at the gnomes play play my instruments play but the gnomes they are far too frightened. They are running. They have essentially abandoned their caterpillar friend. But the caterpillar is writhing and raving and points directly at Oswald. And says, you! It's coming! The prophecy is... And you can see the wings open up, silhouetted by the flames as sparks catch on these wings. And he begins to sing. Listen, dear Oswald, don't try to change. Though it feels vile and certainly strange. Hold your convictions, the shape of her heart. That's how it ended, but where did you start? Water the garden, with blood you did spill. The key to the castle rose, then they get filled. To lovers who passed on, echo in mind, a lost-handed gambler and greened up their spine. A lost-handed gambler and green in the vine, a lost-handed gambler sings, could they be mine? The large form of the caterpillar is engulfed in flames as the rest of the building crumples down. There was no cry, no wince of pain, but rather a relieved sigh. The three gnomes 
look up in fear and in sadness before running towards the gate. I'm scared by those lyrics. The fire continues to spread through the town with wooden roofs, the wooden buildings. You fear that there's hardly anything you can do. Now this guy uh, gets a uh, excited look on their face and pulls out their snow globe uh, and shakes it and hopes that something happens or, yeah, hoping that Twitch will show up and shaking the snow globe does nothing but there is a little okay, yeah, wind yeah. up I, I wind i wind it up and shake it as you wind up the snow globe music begins to play Gaylor, i want you to roll a wisdom saving throw he hates music oh boy <clears throat> All right. Ah, it's zero. Great. Twelve. I can do it. This music is sinking into your mind, feeling like pin pricks <laughs> on your skin. And for the first time <laughs> since that feeling sort of left you. Oh, my, what? What is this? Gaylor, you have to turn... And Gaylor, that feeling, even so earlier that was lessened of the hovering hand, is gone. You feel almost entirely like yourself, and this music stops hurting. It sounds beautiful. It fills you with joy, with jubilee. And Nilla Sky, as you hold up this snow globe, you count the figures inside. One, two, three, four, five. There's Nilla Sky. There's Perrin. There's Oswald. There's Waka. And then there's Twitch. As the snow falls gently in the snow globe, you see seven forms take shape in the smoke and flame. There's a halfling, a dwarf, an elf, an orc, a human, another elf, a fairy, and a dragonborn. The dragonborn runs past you, her curly hair appearing molten in the heat. She rushes to climb the nearest pile of rubble before outstretching her arms and throwing her head back in a massive roar. There's a silence for a moment as she straightens back up, looking around nervously, her hand tapping against her chest as her eyes dart into the smoke. Suddenly, as if summoned, more forms take shape, with elves, orc, centaurs, bispores, and even an ethereal approaching her. They are all wearing similar breastplates, perhaps of lesser quality than the dragonborns, but with matching insignias. The half-face of a green-scaled dragon with an orange horn. The voices cry out, Jane, what are we to do? Jane, my family needs help. Jane, Jane, Jane! All of the voices clamor, all searching for answers. The dragonborn Jane points to the crowd 
and begins to bark orders. You! Go to the gates! Get to the guards to cast warding spells on the walls! You! Get to the schools! Get as many as the kids out to safety as you can! And you! She motions to the lot of you, perhaps not noticing or not caring at the lack of insignia on your chest. Go to the fountain. It should amplify any water spells cast. Try to control the flames and soak any bit of wood you can see along the way. She's shouting like a woman possessed, quickly losing interest in you as she turns towards the ethereal. Can you help? Get those little girls you say live in that shop. And the ethereal nods and runs off towards an alleyway. Nella Sky, you hear a giggle, and then quack, 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 quack. the snow globe has subsided. The music has stopped. Is do do I see Twitch? I look around. Is Twitch there? No, you don't see Twitch. You don't see anything like her. You don't see Sylvester. You see nothing. What was that snow globe supposed to do again? Uh, I think Twitch said that when that Nellis guy would know what to do in order to get to see Twitch again. I think it was very cryptic, um, but it plays some nice music that helped Gaylor out, I guess. Okay, Nellis guy looks around and looks into the globe uh, again and is a little confused, but there's a lot going on, so they. They put the globe back into their bag and uh, say, Yes, let's go to the fountain. Oswald, perhaps Philip can use the water in the fountain. What about this? And Waka opens up his limitless <laughs> canteen and upends it while handing it over to Philip. Oh, this is going to be great. Do any of you know water spells? We can probably head to the fountain still. Some of my brothers and sisters live there. They'll be able to amplify anything you do. I have the strangest feeling that I might. Yay! I know nothing of water. I don't actually know if Gaylor can understand, <laughs> but we've got translation going on. We'll be fine. Jane is continuing to bark orders, and Waka, looking over, she looks slightly familiar pulling out the folded-up paper, you see this is Jane from the Wanted posters. This dragonborn, the daughter that the emp- uh, the ruler was going to ask you to help. The ruler had apparently had a very good lead that looks like it led nowhere. She still is standing commanding people and sort of looks over at you in confusion, almost like, why aren't you doing anything? Let's go, guys. We got our orders. Uh, yep. Now let's get rid of the fountain. Yep. Yep. With Waka pushing through, this is a very similar experience as to when you were chasing Henrin. Waka in the front, just absolutely bulldozing everyone out the way, and you all <laughs> behind him in the slipstream zipping past the crowd. You all find your way to the fountain and you see something strange. There are barrels placed all around the fountain, barrels that have starlight glimmering all over them, and almost as if someone had painted it with speckles of gold and silver. 
this fountain is beautiful, massive, three-tiered, and it would take you quite a long time to run from one edge to the other. It's about 300 feet wide. This thing is massive. And you can see little water sprouts, water sprites are jumping out and sort of doing their best to throw water and dance the water over to strike the houses in a ring, but they can only do so much. Philip starts to cry out, Brothers, sisters, come, come over here, let's help! And soon you see one, two, three, four, five. Each one of you have a collection of water sprites on your shoulders, each dancing and to Perrin and Gaylor singing, Meep, 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 beep. The rest of you can hear these marching orders as they are instructed to enhance your spells and aid you in any way that they can. Another thing happens, almost as if... <laughs> by fate or some some sick twisted joke the flames pull off like tufts of cotton candy ripped from a giant bag and spiral in the wind and you see one two three four five ten ten fire sprites surround each and every one of you there are 50 in total roll for initiative I didn't think I was going to be able to punch fire, but I was wrong. Good thing you have that canteen. I got 18. Ooh, net 20. Nice. Nice. Uh, 21. 15. Uh, do I still have my mage armor from earlier? Uh, it lasts for eight hours, so yeah, we still have it. I got a 19. Gaylor, you are first in the torn order. There are currently... 10 fire sprites surrounding you. In fact, they have all cut you off from each other. You have been shoved backwards by this flame, surrounded by the circle. Well, uh, <clears throat> once again, I, uh, I I remember a spell, um, a word that is a hazy memory, but, uh, but I remember a word from, from the time that I was, I was enthralled. Uh, and sort of uh, swallow hard here goes nothing remembering willem's advice from earlier uh i shout as as uh as confidently as as i can muster at the moment uh water as you attempt to cast this spell nothing happens you have no spell casting focus and Willem, Willem's hands are no longer hovering over yours. But the water sprites, they dance, they sing, and they know what you wish. When you say Woda, oh, they know, they dance, they sing. And every single one of the sprites on your arms jump up in the air and begin to spin. Roll to strike. Uh, what is that, a 1d something? Uh, 1d6. That's a 6. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, what was your roll to attack? Well, that one is 7 plus spellcasting ability for 11. Fantastic. <laughs> that that does it. Uh, what's your spellcasting uh, modifier for the extra damage? More than 6? 
I, I don't know anything about this spell, but but my my it's charisma oh, spell attack bonus. Yeah. Even? Six. It is less of a show of strength from you and more of the water sprites as these five water sprites dance up in the air like synchronized swimmers before slamming down each one striking two in a moment all of the fire around you is gone and you are free to move around waka you are next i would like to reach up and if possible grab a couple of the water sprites or let them just like coat my wrist and arms and legs in watery water sprite they, they can do that they will coat you and you see this almost like like plasma liquid around you it's it's like you know when you dip your hand in slime and it covers that's sort of what it's like all the way up your arm and up to your knees fantastic and i am going to punch some fire only you can prevent forest fires <laughs> with your fists uh today is a good day yes is there any specific one that i would need to target or do you want me to just go they, ahead and make no you're uh, all good they all have the same stats attack rolls. Yep. okay fantastic because uh, uh and... they are so each one has two occupying the same space so you're going to be attacking both of them at the same time okay Sounds great, and I'm going to just go ahead and roll two d20s, since I have my extra attack now. Uh, so that's going to be a 21 and a 25. Alright, roll for damage, that's definitely going to hit. 7, and the second is 8. With these two powerful strikes, you see... <laughs> Steam appear where these flames used to be. And you feel strong. You feel empowered. You feel like you could go again. So you do. <laughs> and you punch out two more. Which leaves one more. And <laughs> what's one more attack in six seconds? Boom. You knock that one down as well. You are free from the flames around you. Perrin, you're a wolf covered in water. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to silent speech because uh, I, I can't talk to these guys. So I'm going to silent speech to Oswald and say, tell them to get in my mouth. <laughs> and then I'm going to, hopefully they're in my mouth and they coat it with water and I'm going to try to bite these guys. <laughs> Hope the wolf's not thirsty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... it's it's better than the alternative of him just raising a leg, so. <laughs> they hop in. One, two, three, four, five. Five water sprites in your mouth and slightly feel like you're getting waterboarded, but you're about to bite down, so it doesn't matter too much. <laughs> All right, let's roll this attack. That's a twi dirty 20. Oh, jeez Louise. All right, so um, you, I will remind you that you are in your... Um, uh super form your super wild shape still so you can either choose to deal extra damage or you can multi-attack uh yeah let's do that multi sounds good tell me exactly what this looks like you taking them all out well it's one at a time so i don't know if i'm taking you're taking, I taking them, all them all out oh 
Okay. Do I need to roll again for the second you one? You are... Su- you're in your Super Saiyan form right now, so... Cool. Yeah, so... Uh, I just imagine, like, water sprites, it's like water, but it's like coming up. It's not falling down. Uh, so they've coated, like, my teeth, my mouth, my tongue. Everything is, like, this protective coating of water. Uh, and I'm just jumping up as fast as I can, just biting them uh, until they evaporate, disappear, or whatever. Oswald, Philip starts to dance and says, We can help you with your spells. Just don't use Firebolt. That's all I have. I literally only have heat metal. Firebolt, healing spells. And Don't you have the one that adds elemental damage to your knife? <gasps> so true. Arcane weapon. I forgot I had it. Okay, I'm going to stab these <laughs> fire sprites with, with my love dagger. And I'd like to use the arcane weapon on it and make it fancy. Make it what? what? Make it fancy. Okay. Um, do you have a preference on uh, weapon type? I would. I would suggest cold. Yeah, let's let's um, let's be a little spicy and do ice. Can I do that? Yes. So as oh, you guys. as you coat your blade in ice. The other water sprites, not Philip, he's taking residency on your shoulder, actually jump onto the blade and it turns not just this golden knife into this icicle, this massive ice knife that is mixed with gold and you have a bit more reach on this thing now. All right, 15. That's going to strike. Tell me what this looks like. So, um, I think it'd be pretty cool if um, I don't know if Oswald's is coordinated, but we're going to go with it. He's feeling a surge of energy, so he's going to toss... Um, well, how, how how big is this knife now? Is it... Um, can you, like... It's about uh, short sword length. Arguably. Okay, you can... So, okay. I'd say that he's going to um, spin around a bit, grab it with both hands, and just try to slice through as many of these guys as he can, and there's a nice little trail of water following behind. A very Legend of Zelda-esque spin, uh, Oswald is able to strike down every single flaming spirit. And oddly, two or three pots that happen to get in his way. What? <laughs> there's a ruby inside, one of them. Nilla Sky, you're the last person cornered by these flames and perhaps the most vulnerable these flames know that you're scared and sort of are trying to bite at you but it's your turn how close am i to the fountain you're quite close can i just jump into the fountain there is at least five feet in between with two flames in between you okay um i will just eldritch blast the fire we all know you want to I, I do want to, but more than that, I want to uh, cast Gust of Wind again and just send us all into the fountain. But I think it would emanate from me, so I'd only get the two. 
Um, so I'll just Eldritch Blast. Um, yeah, so I rolled two attack rolls because there's two beams now. Yooey! 26 on that one. Oh, still misses. 21 on that one. And then my damage is 1d10 force. This is force damage. I don't know how that works against fire, but... Okay, that's 12 damage and 10 damage. Where did you point when you cast this spell? Uh, that's a great question. So, um, pointed at the the two that are between me and the fountain. So, I guess behind me, towards the fountain. This will be an AOE attack. Um, you will strike them all. Just letting you know that. But, as you point out, these water sprites curl up your arm and sort of surround where the spore is housed. As these eldritch blasts fire, the water sprites cling onto them, almost like the same coating that was on Waka's fists. You're able to strike down one, two, three, four, all of them. But I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Eleven. There's one sprite that's still kicking the one right in front of you as you hold out your staff you realize that maybe your staff was firing a bit more powerfully than you thought or the water sprite sort of off balance to you but the staff flies out of your hands it propels towards the fire sprite it bursts it and before the staff can burst into flames it lands in the water whoops and sunk to the bottom it's not deep. You are all out of combat. You have dealt with these little water spirit or fire spirits, and the water spirits are dancing. All of them lined on the edge of the fountain, excited. And now Sky goes to recover their staff. As you reach into the water and pull out the staff, you notice something. I believe last session your staff. <coughs> cracked is that the case i don't remember that maybe not then regardless there is a little bit of a splinter and in that splinter you can see there is some sort of blue orb you can't necessarily make it out the the gap is so small but you see this blue color inside how curious the fire continues to rage on. The sort of onslaught that was coming towards the fountain has more or less died down. Looking towards the gate, you can see that now you're about a five, maybe four minute walk away from the inn. The fire is spreading towards the gate. Do any of us have any spells to create water? It seems to me like we got enough water. We just need to get it onto the fire. Oh, yes, Waka. Uh, mm, Waka, can you grab one of those barrels of water? Sure. I mean, is it, like, small enough to where you can uh, pick it up? It's a large barrel. Um, and as you lift it up, Waka, you realize it's not filled with water. Unhelpful. Uh, is it filled with anything, or is it just an empty barrel? There's something inside. It's covered, but there's something inside. 
Is there like a uh, a tap hole or something to mm-hmm. check? Can I pop that open? You see flashes of red. Some sort of cloth, maybe? But it looks shiny. Looking inside, you see a pair of red leather boots. Large. Big enough for you to wear. (laughs) Can I dump them out of the barrel? As they fall to the floor. My own quacking. (laughs) Watch your mouth. (laughs) The other barrels. There were four more. As you open the contents of this one, disappear. Wait, what? The other barrels disappear? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, Waka, quickly, of course. I mean, Waka Motipua, of course. Quickly, put on those boots. Then fill that barrel with water. Uh, and then I touch Waka Motipua, uh, who I assume is willing, and he gains flying speed up to 60 feet and can now fly. Uh, so... Fly, you fool. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> uh, yes, I would like to fill up this barrel uh, with as much water as I can then reasonably carry a barrel for and then start, uh, you know, just flying shark, firefighter, helicopter, dump water on fireplaces. Wait, uh... Give me your canteen, and I'll hold on to your leg and just like pour it. <laughs> yeah, how, what's what's the flow rate of the canteen? It's like a standard canteen. But I I assume it's like you know regular like dark enough to, or something to like bait, that. Bait the shark man. <laughs> uh, it's gotta be more than a. Oh. <laughs> it's like a fire like, hose. Anytime no, I. I I, I figured it would be like a garden hose, so a little not bit bigger than really that. Maybe that great for fighting a fire. The pressure of like two garden hoses, I'd say. Okay. Oh, you know that that can that can do something. Won't like fill up a barrel immediately or anything, but um, I can make multiple trips. Aaron, can you become a bird? We we gotta save that beagle. <laughs> so, priority uh, one. Quick question, I. The druid spell list that I did not choose is Wall of Water, but with this whole magic cost of magic thing, would I be able to access that? Would Perrin know? Like, how would how would that work? I think any of us could access any spell as long as we sacrifice something. Anyone can access. I mean, you can do power word kill if you sacrifice enough, but like. I'm, the thing, the issue is, is that if you sacrifice something that the magic decides is not worthy, you just lose the object and the spell doesn't cast. Mm, okay, so I guess Perrin would know Wall of Water, even though he didn't pick it as his, like, you know, in his list. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I just need to, he needs to sacrifice something. That's the thing. I, I, would, I don't know if he would know the whole sacrificing thing because he just saw it yeah. done mm-hmm. so i don't know if he would know the ins and outs of that so i don't know could, could i roll or something or like that's not like information he... that you would have um there i mean someone 
there are two people in your party that would have more information, but I d- doubt this is a conversation type thing. You can. Why don't you roll an insight check um, into how Center reacted? Well, technically now it's three people because Gaylor is extremely familiar with it. Okay, insight is a fifteen. You saw Center give. He did not give up physical things. He gave up his life. He gave up memories. So you have the feeling that you don't necessarily need to say, oh, I'm going to give up one silver piece. You can give up your luck. You can give up parts of your strength. You can even give up your potential. There is no limit to the thing that you can give up just in the same way there is no limit to the magic you can cast. The only limit is your own heart while you cast. What is of value to you and your imagination, I suppose. So I'm going to respond to uh, this guy saying, I've reached my limit for today. I can't change again. There is something I think I might be able to do. I've heard of a spell I can cast, a wall of water. I'm going to give up um, uh, a piece of home that I... I've been carrying with me. Um, it's like a leaf. I don't know if it's enough or not, but like that's that's what I decide. Try to cast the spell closest to it's the thirty feet wall of water. Yeah, and I could it's a sixty foot range. Okay, okay. So I'm still a wolf, so I, I'm gonna have to change back. But I want to run as a wolf because I have fifty feet of movement, uh, much faster than my halfling legs. So I'll run to wherever, uh, if, I don't know if I need to roll or anything, but wherever uh, is where the fire's going or wherever it needs the most. And then change and cast the spell. So it sounds like both you, or you, Nilaskai, and Waka are going very similar directions. Gaylor and Oswald, what about you? I, yeah, I, I, follow, I follow them on foot. Kind of searching, like visually searching the area for any anything that may have. Uh, how close are we to the to to the ruins of the the uh, community arts center? With this crowd, a three to four minute walk. I just yell, "I'll be, I'll be, I'll catch up in a minute," and I start making my way back to where the art center was. Oswald, so you are running after them. Uh, they are flying through the air. You are running towards the way of the inn, the way of the gate. Gaylor, we will resolve this first. You are running towards the charred earth of the community arts center. What do you hope to gain? I'm I'm looking around desperately for for any uh, any crafting supplies. You know, any anything I as a as as a bard, my spellcasting focus has to be um, like a, a, an art supply, a manual art supply item. Um, so I, I I try to search the rubble for you know the the paintbrush, a uh, a ceramics tool, anything that that looks like it might even help a little bit. There is still flame, and smoke 
surrounding you, but as you are digging through, you find a few things. You find a lump of charcoal. You find a paintbrush that's been broken in half. Bits and pieces of paintings. But the other thing that you find is a very small tool. It is the end of the finer detailed etcher that you would prim the edges when making a clay pot. You don't see the actual stick, but you see this metal edge. I reach out and I grab it, kind of careful, wondering if it's still hot. Probably still hot. It's quite hot. I grab it anyway. As it is in your fingers, despite the heat, it feels familiar. It feels right. You can feel a surge of magical energy pouring from it to you. And then you feel a hand on your hand. You feel breath on the back of your neck. You feel eyes staring at you. No, this simply won't do. You can't just turn me out. You again. Jailer, we are the same. You can't just... We are not the same. We are... As this magical energy is transferred into this tool, once again the hands raise, the eyes close, the breath subsides. And you are sitting in the ruins of the Community Arts Center. As you look around... You can see everything has burned. The slight metal edging that had lined the corners still stands, and looking out to what you can only assume used to be a garden, you see 20, 30, maybe 40 iron frame figures. Molded, bent, warped, but they look like people. Now on a happier note, Waka and Nella Sky, you are tearing through the air, water pouring Wee. down. And Oswald, you are on the ground, getting rather wet as you follow them. But despite this, it is protecting you. It is covering your clothes. And you all find your way with Perrin charging ahead, Oswald. You end up chasing him. You all make your way next to the inn. As you get to the inn, you can see there are a lot of people running back and forth, and Oswald, you hear something. Little <coughs> tiny little barks. Yeah. And you look, and you see Stovler is running around the flames, facing away from you, looking into the rubble of the inn. Perrin, as you unhinge yourself, as you become yourself again, please tell me what it looks like when you attempt to cast this spell. Perrin's uh, thinking of this town, this community, people losing their homes. Uh, he thinks back to his journey from his home and how he had to leave, not, uh, not wanting to leave, but being forced to leave. And so he, he brought with him just a little leaf that would remind him. And um, so he's 
try to cast the spell to to save others from being forced to leave as well uh, without wanting to um, and willing to sacrifice this part of him so that others can hopefully be saved the pain of losing a home as you hold this leaf in your hand and are reminded of your home it disintegrates like crushing a dried leaf in the late season of fall it turns to nothing before being swept away power surges within you and suddenly rising from the ground through formed from nothing formed from thought feeling emotion but no physical form suddenly a towering wall of water appears and <laughs> Waka and Nella Sky, you actually get swept up in it and soon find yourself flying down. Which, even if you weren't flying down into water, Waka, you get the sense that you wouldn't be hurt as your new feather-falling boots are uh, feeling rather, rather, <laughs> rather nice for you. Oh, uh, yeah. This wall of water pushes forward and <sighs> engulfs the flame. Soon, all of these pillars of flames that stand before you are gone. You have saved the day. The fire is gone, but the constant yipping of Stolvlar is still there as he's wiping off. <laughs> he's sort of been genuinely swept away for a moment, but now he's back to his post barking and digging at the rubble i will use my level one speak with animals to see he's you know uh oh well, i'll use it and then i'll go over and i'll i'll talk to him I say, is is there anything is there anything you need you need to hear the voice of a five inch tall beagle obulus is there we need to save him help me help me where where is he under there under there and he's pawing you see, the hand of the Gorn is sticking out, trapped underneath the rubble. The ones who live there, they, they come, they come, but they are so mean to him. They are so nice to me, but so mean to him. They, they don't even help me. They, I cry to them. They do not help. Please help me. All right. I don't have any more wild shapes, but... Y you are all there. Oh, we're all there. Okay. So, yeah, I... I um... Well, with the exception of... <laughs> I'm there in spirit. But you're all here. All at the scene, with the exception of Gaylor. Quick! Obelisk, he's, he's trapped. Is he trapped under, like, pillars and stuff? Yes, or? yes. Where's Waka at? Is he still near? Yeah, no, you all are... All but Gaylor are, are right there. Okay. I'd like yeah. to uh, start trying to dig him out. Carefully, though, I don't want to, like, shift anything and smash him or anything like that roll uh all of you i'm assuming you all help roll strength checks for me with the exception of gaylor and you said his hand is sticking out so i, I want to use uh like a healing spell uh on him just to make sure he's okay got some hit points wonderful Ooh. 19 for me wow i've got a 
Uh, is this going to be like a strength saving throw, basically? Yes. Okay. Uh, 23. That's a big ol' 8. <laughs> I'm the smallest party member. <laughs> Perrin, as you are healing him, you're not necessarily needed in the lifting up as surprisingly Nelliskai really really pulls their weight and so does Waka but that's not a surprise at all Oswald not being much for heavy lifting or I'd say manual labor still goes in and presses these things up lifts them up and the Gorn claws his way out and Stovlar is so happy jumping into his arms licking his face the Gorn looks up at you and says, Oh, thank, thank you. No one else would even pay me the time of day. Th- thank you. It was my pleasure. You're welcome, chum. As the last bit of flame goes out, there's a quiet that has fallen over the city. Perhaps it is from shock, or rather an intense feeling of hopelessness, but... As the residents begin to slowly walk back up the road to the charred remains of their homes, there are no sounds other than the trudging of their feet and stifled sobs. Mothers blankly stare into the crowd, searching for their children. Fathers pick through the rubble of their homes, searching for salvageable bits of clothes, clothes, food, or memories. Cinders continue to fall through the air, and the smoke hang above the town, blotting out the sun. The world was red, consumed by the selfish actions of an old man with nothing to lose. Through the hushed murmurs and sobs, there's a new sound. It is bright, it is happy. Nearly the entire crowd turns their heads, parting to all stare at the source of the sound. A small boy who is kneeled over a mound of dirt, poking at something with a stick. With a big grin, he turns, slightly nervous at the sudden attention, but still piping up. Mama, look! He fell back on his butt, his hooves kicking at the dirt around a beautiful flower. A large daffodil, full in bloom, flowing, dancing to an unheard song. You could never get it to bloom, but here it is! A woman stepped forward, a satyr who brought the boy into a tight hug, tears streaming down her cheek. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) She then began to laugh, followed by her boy. The neighbors couldn't help but chuckle before the unruly school children, friends of the boy, joined in. Soon the entire crowd was laughing, smiles wide on their face, children running to their mothers, fathers proudly presenting mementos from charred wreckage. Despite the downpour of soot and flame, regardless of the impending changes, the cost of restoration and the loss of life, there was still hope in the daffodils.